0: Get to the money. Yeah, Gotta get yeah, to the money. Uh-huh. Early morning, so you know that I'm on it. So you know that I'm on it. Gotta make sure damn my fans. The bills is paid and then let's get to the money,
1: get to the money Welcome to another episode of Drinking After Dark, a podcast where we discuss random topics while having a few drinks. I'm your host Darius and as always drink responsibly. And y'all make sure y'all follow Drinking After Dark podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, And y'all make sure y'all like and subscribe to Drinking After Dark podcast YouTube channel. Tonight, y'all know what I'm drinking on. As usual, I'm drinking on my Crown Royal Vanilla. And I'm also mixing that with Dr. Pepper Cream Soda. And tonight's episode is brought to you by Joe Shakinab and shakinab.com. Go visit shakinab.com for services, monthly updates, and contact information. Once again, visit shakinab.com promoting leadership, and scholarship. I hope everybody had a great weekend. I'm going to talk about uh, what happened this past weekend. Uh, Mostly it's dealing with sports, so we're going to get right into it. For y'all don't know, I'm a Tennessee native out of Tennessee. Clarksville, Tennessee is my hometown. And this past weekend, uh, to us, I felt like it was the biggest game of the day. Uh, Alabama versus Tennessee. At the time, uh, Tennessee was six. Bama was, I think, two or three. Doesn't matter. It was Alabama versus Tennessee. If you didn't see the game, you missed an amazing game. It was a shootout. Came down to the end. Uh, Tennessee won 52-49. Uh, of course, you know, they took down the goalpost and. Now Tennessee doing some type of crown fund, crown funding, GoFundMe, whatever to replace it. Whatever I mean, all the money they make, they should just easily just bought one. But um, I just want to give my give you my reaction to this particular game. Uh, so I'm not gonna sit here and lie. Tennessee, even though they're in the SEC, just like Alabama, um, Tennessee is in the West. The Western Division of the SEC. They're in the West. Alabama's in the East. Uh, so you know you got Georgia, Tennessee. You got two teams, uh, same com- same, really the same division in the conference. Uh, top three spots now, uh, with Georgia being one, Tennessee number three. My reaction to the game is this: I was not shocked that Tennessee won. I was not shocked because. when you kind of have that feeling, right? This Alabama team is Alabama, but it don't feel like that, that type of Alabama team. That's like going to go all the way undefeated. They were going to lose at some point because they haven't really truly been impressive this year. I mean, their schedule was tough. I mean, they played tough opponents, but when it came to Tennessee, you know, they were all week. If you're from the state of Tennessee, like I am, you knew all week. Um, this is the game everybody's been talking about. And the way the game started out, Tennessee got the ball first. On their first drive, scored a touchdown. First drive, scored a touchdown. Now, of course, when you play in Alabama, you're gonna have to like, yeah, you're you're excited. You're at home. You know, you're excited, you're playing against Alabama. But you know, when you score first, you know they still got. They still got a team over there. So Tennessee came out blazing. And I'm going to talk about the quarterback, too, um, Hooker. So I'm going to talk about him, too. But Alabama came right back, their first drive, scored a touchdown, 7-0. Next thing you know, Tennessee took off on Alabama. The score after the first quarter was 21-7 to Tennessee. 21, you gotta think this is against Alabama, which their whole uh their whole brand of football is based on defense and a running game. Technically, that's how it is. And their quarterback, you know, you no, know, the quarterback uh Bryce, he's you no, know, he's talented. Y'all know he's gonna be playing on Sundays. But Here comes Alabama. You know Alabama's not going to go away. You got to play the full four quarters to beat a team like Alabama, especially a a Nick Saban team. You got to play the whole four quarters. You just don't play one quarter. And uh, Alabama came back. It was a game. From the second quarter on, it was a game. It was a game. And for those who didn't watch it, sorry for you. I don't know what to tell you. You missed out. Now, here's my truth about the game. Tennessee took the game. I would say Tennessee took the game. But they could have lost the game as well. Alabama lost the game. Penalties killed Alabama. You saw it early and you saw it often throughout the entire game. Alabama with the pass interference, false starts, holding. Um, offense, defense, special teams, penalties. I mean, they muffed a punt. Well, not necessarily it was a muffed punt. It was more like an Alabama player thought one of his teammates downed it, and he tried to go pick it up. He lost it, and then Tennessee got it back, and they ended up scoring um, on that next drive. But it was so many mistakes Alabama made this game to where in a particular game like this, you can't make mistakes. Um, But they made them uh, often throughout the entire game. It wasn't just like one half or one quarter. It was the whole four quarters. Tennessee, I'm not going to sit here and lie. That fourth quarter, I thought we lost the game. I don't know what happened in the fourth quarter with the exchange. if Anybody who knows this play, the exchange between um hooker and i don't remember who the running back was the running back well hooker who's the quarterback you know you know how they do the rpos man and stuff like that he hooker thought he you no know, the court uh the running back had the ball secure and he was trying to pull it back and like fake like he was going to run it what happened was it was just the exchange wasn't there. They weren't clicking that play. The ball dropped. Alabama player picked up the foot, picked up the ball, ran it back for a touchdown. Alabama's up 49 or two. At this particular point, I'm saying Alabama basically just took control of this game. But the very next drive for Tennessee, they came back and scored. Now, this is where to me i said alabama lost this game basically they had the, they had the control right to me it's crunch time alabama has the ball all you have to do is basically get in field goal range and of course tennessee has some timeouts but you pretty much get there run the ball then your kick a field goal, uh, a short field goal, you're good. What What Alabama did, I'm not understanding the play call. The running game, first off, both teams were running the football really good, right? They were running the football really good, and I'm not understanding why Alabama did not put the ball in the running back's hands. The way they were running the football. You could have ran that football, let that clock continue to roll, and then you could have gave your field goal kicker a last second chip shot to win a game. But they threw the football. And when you throw the football, you're running the risk of stopping the clock. That's what happened. Even though they were in field goal range, it still would have been a 50-yard field goal. So they kicked the field goal and it was a 50-yarder. Alabama kicked a 50 yard field goal, missed it. So I Tennessee got the ball back. Now remember, this is at this particular point, it was how much time left? About 30 something seconds left. If I remember correctly. If I'm if I'm wrong, correct me in the comments. But it was it was around that time. Tennessee know they have to get in field goal range in order to win this game. Tennessee got the ball back. A completion. They actually, I think they ran uh, uh they ran the ball because they had two timeouts as well. So, you know, they have plenty of time to work with. Got first downs, and I'm gonna tell you right now, when they got it within like I think it was like a 40-yard field goal kick. The kicker kicked it. First off, it was an eye kick anyway, but it went right down the middle. Tennessee won the game. I was excited, really excited about it. So that's why you see Tennessee um, top three in the country right now in the latest AP poll. So shout-out to Tennessee. Now let me talk about Hooker, quarterback for the Vols. The fact that you have, quote unquote, um, college football analysts and experts that don't have this guy, to me, to be at the top of the Heisman list, to me, it is like, what why you don't have this guy at the top of the list? I have not seen that one quarterback this season who is doing what he's doing. Not one. And I'm saying like, what else does he have? I mean, I get it. You still got like, you know, you still got another half of the season left, but still he should be in terms of the Heisman watch list he should be the favorite right now right now he should be the favorite and I don't know some of these college experts out here I sometimes I don't even listen to them because sometimes I think they full of shit anyway I think that um, Hendon Hooker is the favorite to win the Heisman even if they lose one game which the way they're playing, most likely it will come against Georgia, if anything, if they lose a game. But I just think that he should be number one on that list. If you're a college football fan and you watch all of college football, not just a particular conference or anything like that, if you watch college football and you're a college football analyst, college football expert, you should have Hendon Hooker, number one, on the Heisman Trophy list. That is my opinion. And if you got a problem with it, I don't care. Just my opinion. I'm going to tell you what else was great about Saturday night. It was also fight night. I'm going to get into the fights, obviously. Um, congratulations to Haney for uh, retaining his uh his titles, Um, but I want to get to Deontay Wilder and his fight. Uh, It wasn't much of a fight, okay? I'm going to be honest with you. I watched the fight. I watched it with a few friends, and um, it, it felt like that fight was more like early Mike Tyson type of fight. If you know anything about boxing, Mike Tyson, early on in his career, up to his rise to becoming the youngest heavyweight champion of the world, this dude was knocking out guys in the first round. And it became such a common theme that if a guy made it out the first round, it felt like a moral victory. Deontay Wilder fought a guy. Um, I might butcher his name. I think it's uh, um, Helenus. I think that's his last name, how you say it. Um, fought a guy. They used to be sparring partners, which is crazy. Uh, used to be sparring partners. And we all know the last three fights Deontay Wilder was in was Tyson Fury. Um, when you look at that trilogy, um, basically Tyson Fury won that trilogy. You know, the first fight was a draw. Uh, The next two fights, Tyson Fury knocked out Wilder. So this fight meant everything to Wilder. You know, to get him back on track, to get his confidence back, everything. (sighs) That fight didn't make it out the first round. Deontay Wilder landed three total punches. The third punch he landed knocked out his opponent. Knocked out his opponent. And I was like, well, that's it. He ain't getting up because he wasn't moving. He was down there and he didn't move. And hey, you know, it was a showing that Deontay needed to say, I still have this in me. Now, who should he fight next? We don't know. Will he ever fight Fury again? Probably not. It, it, that really depends on Fury, right? Uh, we all know he got a fight coming up in a couple of months. So, you know, we'll see about that. But um, I would personally like them to see a fight Ruiz or I can even say Anthony Joshua because I think that's some a, a money-making fight. I think both guys need this fight. So to me, that fight would make sense from a, a public perception standpoint and a financial standpoint, you know, and we wanted that fight a couple of years ago when these two guys were pretty much like at the top of the heavyweight chain. But again, that's one thing about boxing. I'm gonna say this. This is why I don't like about boxing. We never get the fights that we want. We never do. Regardless of what division it's in, we never get the the best fighters in that division to go head-to-head when they're supposed to go head-to-head. I don't understand it. See, the problem is there's too many people involved in boxing. You got too many people out here protecting the careers of these boxers. Back then, you couldn't run from a fight. Now you got these guys making all these excuses like, I want the most money, I'm this, I'm that. Who cares? Get in the fight. At some point, it has to be about pride. That's why I respect Deontay Wilder facing uh, Tyson Fury three times. That was pride. I I thoroughly enjoyed it because he. you could tell he gave everything he had to that. You could tell. I respect that. That's why I'm a Deontay Wilder fan. Some of these guys, man, listen, you could, realistically, you control your destiny. If you want to fight this guy, you want to prove to everybody that you're better than this guy, get in the ring and, and prove it. Don't run from it. Listen, all the financial stuff, I could settle this right now. We're going to split it up 50-50. If you win by uh, decision, you know whether it's unanimous or split, we can make it you know, 55-45. Went by knockout 60-40. Make that happen. That's the way I see it. So, and that's why, that's why pretty much um, MMA took off the way it did because it was giving you the fights that you wanted. And, And besides, you know, when you're dealing with a promotion, you deal with that, you sign with that company. So whoever's in line, they basically say, no, that's the guy you have to fight next. That's, that's the next person in line, right? And you're going to get great fights because of it. That's why UFC rose to prominence, because you got the great fights. You got the fights that people wanted to see. So with that being said, Deontay Wilder, man, that was a great showing. Uh, We all know your next match is going to be a little bit tougher and stuff like that. But to see you back in the ring, back getting your confidence back, it's uh, it's really amazing. When it comes to other boxers, I'm going to call them out. Bud Crawford, Errol Spence, y'all got to make this fight happen. I don't care what y'all got to do to make this fight happen. The fans deserve to see this fight. Put it on paper. Sign your names on the dotted line. Don't do all this talk talking about, oh, we have some type of an agreement. No, it's not an agreement until it's signed. Sign your name on that dotted line, set a date, let the fans see who's the best. Let's not have it to where it was a Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao situation. When that fight happened five, six years too late. That's all I'm saying. So it was a great night fight-wise. I enjoyed myself. Um, I know a lot of people who've seen some of the fights, even if you watch the Haney fight, um, yo, Haney, he's up there. He's going up there. He's going to the top. So there's a lot of guys out there. Shakur Stevenson is another guy I'm really interested in uh, seeing his progression as he move up in weight. Uh, so Tank Davis is another guy I enjoy watching. So boxing has stars. You just got to get these stars to collide with one another and put up great fights. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, before we continue on, Just want a quick announcements. Uh, once again, make sure y'all follow Drinking After Dark Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Y'all make sure y'all subscribe to Drinking After Dark podcast YouTube channel. Also, uh, please, please tell your friends and family about Drinking After Dark Podcast. If you want to uh, sponsor Drinking After Dark Podcast, just send a DM to uh, Drinking After Dark Podcast uh, Facebook or Instagram. Uh, we discuss details. Also, if you want to be a guest, same thing. Send a DM, Drinking the Dark Podcast, Facebook, Instagram for details. And we'll bring you on, and we're going to have some fun. All right. Uh, another thing I want to talk about, sticking with sports. Uh, the Denver Broncos need to stop being on primetime. I don't know what it is, why the NFL got the Denver Broncos on primetime. Russell Wilson right now is a shell of himself. I don't know. I thought that. see. We all know the Denver Broncos really wanted Aaron Rodgers. They didn't get him. So, yeah, you got somebody who was the next available quarterback, Russell Wilson. It has not been a smooth transition for Russell Wilson. Especially especially a guy of his uh, talent, the type of money that he's going to make, his production is like, like you're taking a loss, a huge loss right now. And sometimes it's just football. It has nothing to do with schemes. Well, the uh, – what do you call it? the schemes that you're trying to run and all that stuff, sometimes it's just football, you know, making sure your protection is right, making sure you see in the field uh, properly, because you are start seeing their, his receivers are getting frustrated with him. And it's at a point where Russell Wilson is not playing Russell Wilson football. I think what they got to do is let Russell Wilson play Russell Wilson football. He'll be all right. But if you're trying to change how he played throughout, some, throughout his entire career, It ain't going to work, and it's not working right now. And somebody's going to lose their job. I hope not. Hopefully they could, you know, work it out, you know, get it together, and then going into next season, they like, all right, we we found what we were looking for. But until then, it is not a pretty sight. And why I feel so bad for the Broncos is that their defense is a top – for defense in the, in the NFL top four and yet they are just they are just really just playing terrible football on the offensive side and the crazy thing is the Broncos defense is giving them chance to like go win games if you if you scored on an extra possession each game you could possibly be undefeated, but because your offense is not producing, you got a quarterback you're paying all this money to, yo, you know, I I won't say jump off the, the ship yet, but when you're paying a lot of money to a guy, people going to become impatient. Like, they want to see results instantly. So, Hopefully, this is the last prime, prime time game they're on because nobody wants to see that. I hate to say it, nobody wants to see it. Um, so, I, hopefully, you know, Russell Wilson can figure this out. The offense will figure it out, but they have to have, like, they have to figure it out. You know, what? And a lot of times, too, a sign of a great coach can adapt to the player. A player should never have to adapt to a coach, I think. I think sometimes as a coach, you can figure out a way to still instill your system, your philosophy with their skill set. So pretty much you'll have to like come to him first and then he can like, okay, I could do this, I could do that, we can make this work. I don't think they ever had that conversation, to be honest. So I know the, the Bronco fan base. And you know it's bad when you have the the fans leaving knowing your team's about to go into overtime. The game ain't even over. Go into over, they about to go into overtime they said, nah, we're not watching. Even if they won in overtime, we are not happy of what we're seeing from their offense. Defensively, you're like, oh, we happy. Offensively, it's like you playing, like their defense is like a a Pro Bowl defense with a JV offense. That's basically what it looks like for the Denver Broncos. So get it together, Denver. As a Steelers fan, you know I watch football. I watch basketball. Um, look, you're a fan first. You know, you know me. I'm a Steelers fan first and foremost. Shout out to the Steelers for beating the Buccaneers, but. Sometimes you just gotta call it how you see it when you see other teams play, and the Broncos, the way they looking offensively, is not. You will understand if they had a rookie quarterback or a second year quarterback. You got a guy who's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, right? Multiple Pro Bowls, a a guy that people believe that he was a leader of a. Uh, you know, leader in the locker room and everything like that said, he will say all the right things. I would like to see Russell Wilson get mad. Get mad. I know he's soft-spoken. He's like, say all the right... I would like to see him get mad. Maybe that's the Russell Wilson the Broncos need in order to move forward. All right. So... The last thing I'm going to talk about, uh, basically, it's uh, really what I'm about to talk about is what I'm drinking on. So pretty much most of the episodes I've done, I'm drinking Crown Roll Vanilla, and I mix that with Dr. Pepper Cream Soda, all right? It's my drink of choice. This is what I drink. Uh, it's my go-to drink now. Uh, the reason I drink this combination uh, is because I like it. You know, a lot of people they have what they uh, what they drink on, you know, stuff like that. It's cool, uh, but I, I see a lot of people, especially like on TikTok or something like that, who's trying this combination, and they absolutely love it you know, and a lot of people, you know, they don't really drink dark liquor, you know, that's not their thing, so I understand, Um, but this combination, uh, I like it, you know, especially the type of person that likes sweets, in a sense, uh, that's the type of person I am, I like sweets, so this actually here is not too much for me, but some people, they can't handle it, some people can, uh, but it's a combination that I truly enjoy. It's always going to be my drink of choice. Uh, I'm going to continue to drink it. And also do other things with, you know, crown vanilla as well. You know, I make a root beer float out of it. Pretty much it's like, like I said, it's like my holiday drink, like my Christmas drink, uh, if I do it that way. Or, you know, I drink it straight. You know, it's a smooth drink. A smooth drink I actually got put on crown Royal vanilla was it two years ago, almost two years ago? And um, it was a Christmas gift I got from work. I never really tried it. And first time I tried it, I had it with a root beer float. It was, for, it was on Christmas Eve, almost two years ago. And I was like, I like this. And I, that was my go-to drink, because while I drunk, um, before that was apple, the crown apple. But once I got on this vanilla, I was hooked on it. And then the Dr. Pepper cream soda, actually I saw this in the store and I'll, I like Dr. Pepper as a whole anyway. But when they made this, I was like, wait, they made a, a cream soda? A Dr. Pepper and cream soda? And when you drink it, it actually don't taste, I don't taste the difference. Like if you don't drink Dr. Pepper, If you drink like regular Dr. Pepper and then you drink the cream soda, it don't, I mean, you might taste a difference, but I've always, growing up, I always loved Dr. Pepper. But when I drink the cream, Dr. Pepper and cream soda, I don't taste a difference. So it's like, cool, but it doesn't do too much for me and I like it. I enjoy it. If you ever try this combination, comment below. Tell and if you haven't tried this combination and you like uh Crown Royal and you like Crown Royal vanilla, try the combination. Uh comment, uh send a comment uh below. Tell me how y'all feel about the, the pairing and everything. And you know, let's you know, let let's share, let's share drinks. And y'all tell me what else I should try. I would try it on the platform. Uh, Give y'all my honest feedback, so you know we'll just go from there. All right, well we're coming to the end of the episode. Um, Before I get out of here, I just want to say thanks for everybody supporting the platform. Once again, follow Drinking Out the Dark Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and please make sure y'all like and subscribe to Drinking Out the Dark Podcast YouTube channel. Also, man. If you want to sponsor, uh, send a DM to Drinking After Dark Podcast Facebook or Instagram. Or if you want to uh, be a guest, do the same thing. Send a DM to Drinking After Dark Podcast uh, on Facebook and Instagram. Also, too, man, y'all make sure y'all love each other, y'all respect each other, and be sure to drink responsibly. Until next time, this is Darius from Drinking After Dark Podcast, and I'm out. Peace. Gotta get to the money. Gotta get to the money. Uh
0: uh-huh. Early morning, so you know that I'm on it. So you know that Gotta make sure they my fans. Gotta make sure are That the bills is paid And then let's get to the money Get to the money Uh Uh-huh